It's Thursday, September 22, 2011. I tell you, gentlemen, science has agreed that unless something is done and done quickly, man, as the dominant species of life on Earth, would be extinct within a year. Well, maybe not within a year, but the GAO says superbugs are on the rise and Monsanto is helping. Extreme drought and climate change affecting power plants in the U.S. Plus, speaking of superbugs... There will be more premature deaths, more hospital admissions because of increased levels of everything from mercury to soot to arsenic to lead to uh, hydrochloric acid to hydrofluoric acid. It's dirty air week in the house, and the EPA and green jobs are under attack. Again? Again. All of that and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comments. A vital domestic engine of growth the U.S. energy production industry has been choked, starved, and hyper-regulated. <laughs> this is your Green News Report. Okay, Des, it's very scary, scary what's going on. We've got superbugs. We've got uh, hearings on the EPA in Congress. What do you got for us today? Well, it is the rise of the superbugs. The industrial farming techniques of big agriculture are endangering Americans with the overuse of antibiotics, causing a disturbing rise in antibiotic-resistant superbugs. And the federal government has failed to take action. That's according to a new report from the GAO, the Government Accountability Office. 80% of the U.S. antibiotic supply goes not to humans, but to farm animals to promote faster growth in crowded, unsanitary conditions. What could possibly go wrong? Cities, nations, even civilization itself threatened with annihilation. That report comes hard on the heels of a USDA study concluding that use of Monsanto's Roundup Ready crops, which are patented genetically modified crops that enable farmers to use more of Monsanto's Roundup weed killer, have already caused a rise in super pests. That's the first time that an insect has developed resistance to a genetically modified crop. Uh-oh. Nature, mad rampant, wrought its most awesome creation. It's Dirty Air Week in the U.S. House. Unfortunately, President Obama's green energy agenda appears to be playing favorites with certain companies. House Republicans this week held a series of hearings attacking the EPA and the Obama administration's efforts to promote clean energy jobs. Using the high-profile bankruptcy of solar panel maker Solyndra, Representative Daryl Issa of California, chairman of the House Oversight Committee, called his hearing how Obama's green energy agenda is killing jobs. <laughs> With ISA insisting that the focus on homegrown clean energy is oppressing the oil and gas industry. But House Democrats presented more evidence that Republicans have also been clamoring for federal clean energy loans for projects in their own states, including Daryl ISA himself, as pointed out by ranking Democrat Elijah Cummings. He not only supported one company, but he endorsed the entire concept of green energy. And he said this loan would help in, quote, shifting away from fossil fuels and using viable renewable energy sources, end of quote. 
Mr. Chairman, in terms of this loan program, it seems like you were for it before you were against it. Ooh, snap, Congressman. Indeed. And in a separate, contentious House hearing on the EPA, also on Thursday, EPA Administrator Lisa Jackson defended the economic benefits of the Clean Air Act, which is also under brutal attack from the GOP. The Clean Air Act, she said, has saved lives and money spent on health care for diseases caused by pollution. Representative Phil Gingry of Georgia actually suggested that saving tens of thousands of lives with the Clean Air Act wasn't really that impressive. But Jackson countered that not only are lives saved, but that industry chronically overestimates the cost of complying with new regulations. There's become this dance that's done inside Washington where we propose public health protections in accordance with the law, and then the costs are overstated. And um, even though the history shows that that is not the impact, it's, it seems to me to be devoid of concern for the real people who would be most effective, and that's the American people. Former President Bill Clinton also slammed the Republican Party for their attacks on clean energy jobs and for denying the science of climate change this week at the latest Clinton Global Initiative Conference. We look like a joke, right? You can't, we can't win the nomination of one of the major parties in our country if you admit that the scientists are right. And speaking of climate change and the connection to extreme weather events, it's official. Summer 2011 was the third hottest summer on record for the planet and the second hottest summer on record for the U.S. The record heat uncovered a whole new problem. Conventional coal-fired and nuclear power plants need billions of gallons of water to operate, but with rivers and reservoirs and lakes in Texas literally running dry, it's making conventional electricity production very difficult, and a new engineering study warns this is a preview of what we can expect with climate change. It's getting scary out there. For more on all of those stories and the ones we could not get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider leaving a donation to help sponsor the Green News Report. We rely on you. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Stay safe out there. We may be witnesses to a biblical prophecy come true.